Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike Brown. It is an absolute pleasure to be talking with all of Red Nation about everything related to the Houston Rockets and especially tonight's unfortunate outcome to the best team in the league and my personal opinion uh the phoenix suns will win the nba championship this year i know i'm not going out on a huge uh ledge there but my opinion is is that that suns team is going to win the nba finals this year so we are here to talk all things uh houston rockets versus the suns we're here to talk about the nba draft uh and the potential impact this march madness tournament is going to have on uh, that draft, if you are in Spotify Green Room live audience, go ahead. If you would like to come up and on stage and talk all things Houston Rockets, hit that request to speak button as I am taking any and all calls. Always good to have you, Sean, in the chat. A uh, pleasure to have you a part of the show as always. Now, I'm getting to the box score breakdown tonight. Uh, we'll start with the Suns. The fact that they gave up 21 points to Torrey Craig uh, is absolutely unacceptable for a guy who's averaging six points on the season. Uh, but he had 21 tonight. Mikel Bridges, who is an absolute star, 26 points, played 44 minutes tonight. DeAndre Ayton, 23 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, Cameron Payne, six points, but did have 11 assists. Devin Booker, who is one of the baddest dudes on the planet tonight, had 36 points. Unreal night from him from the field. Uh, their bench, Landry Shamit with seven points. JaVale McGee with eight points. Looking at the Rockets box score, uh, surprisingly, all five of their starters were not only a negative in the plus minus, they were a double digit negative in the plus minus you're not going to win very many games when that happens. Uh, but uh, Jay Sean Tate, 10 points, uh, Christian Wood, 18 points, nine rebounds. Garrison Matthews got the start tonight, only three points. Kevin Porter jr. 21 points and eight assists. Jalen green with another nice night from the field. He had 22 points, nine of 15 from the field. K.J. Martin, 11 points. And anybody who would like to make a case for the fact that Garrison Matthews should be starting over K.J. Martin Jr. on this team at this point, you can try, but I'm not going to agree with you. But, you know, if you think Garrison Matthews should be starting above K.J. Martin Jr., I'd love to hear your rationale, you know, on that. I'm always up for, you know, a good laugh in that 
department. Dennis Schroeder, 17 points off of the bench. Josh Christopher, 18 minutes, had four points. Deshaun Nix, one point in 12 minutes. Rockets only had 11 turnovers tonight. The Rockets didn't play bad tonight. You know, they were only down by one at half. Um, they got outscored 35-31 in the first, outscored the Suns 27-24 in the second. And then Phoenix remembered that they are 55 and a 14 team. They're a ridiculous 27 and 6 on the road. I mean, in all honesty, look at this Suns team when they're fully healthy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Damari Carroll didn't play tonight. Well, when they're healthy, I mean, give me a weak spot on this team. Uh, Chris Paul didn't play, obviously, tonight. So you add what they put on the court tonight, and you put Chris Paul and Damari Carroll uh, on this team. Yeah, I don't think that they're – A, I don't think there's a team in the West that is going to beat them in a seven-game series. I don't think there's a team in the league that's going to beat them in a seven-game series. And I think the Suns, again, win the title – uh, tonight, or excuse me, they win the title uh, this year. Uh, so exciting uh, things there. Once again, if you have thoughts on the March Madness bracket, uh, we can talk men's or women's bracket if you guys would like. Uh, hit that request to speak button. I want to hear your thoughts on tournament. I want to hear your thoughts on the roster. I want to hear your thoughts on the performance tonight, the outlook for the rest of the year. Uh, what are you guys doing if you're here in the city of Houston? Where are you watching the game starting tomorrow? Do you have big St. Patrick's Day plans? This show, I'm just hosting, baby. I want to hear from you. I want you to feel like you're as part of this show as I am. Uh, so we got a uh, good friend of the show, Adam, coming up on stage. Adam, welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, doing good. How are you doing today? Hey, man. I got uh, I got some crawfish at BB's watching the Rockets get their butts kicked by the Suns. It's a good night. Yeah. Don't have too many thoughts on tonight's game. Seems like a, kind of a macro kind of view of what we've seen with the Rockets against really good teams. Sure, sure. You know, they, uh, you know, good teams will usually come out motivated. You know, then they'll kind of turn a little lax, let the Rockets, you know, feel, you know, get a little confidence and then kind of just like, you know, they'll toy with us and put us away in the end. But um, I, I, I'm actually a little behind um, and kind of wanted to kind of bring up something that's a little old news. I'm not sure if you guys have discussed it. Did you guys talk about Doncic's uh, comments on the Rockets? Uh, the the fact that, that we should hang on to Silas. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, they they better not get rid of him like a threat. And he's like, these young guys need him. Really? Yeah, I mean, we t- we touched on it a little bit, man. I First of all, and, and I know I'm going to get killed for this, and I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this, but I've said it before, and it still remains true. Uh, and if you disagree with me on this, at BSW podcast underscore MB, I don't care what Doncic says or does in this league until he finds a way to win a playoff series. And I know it's not all on him, but if you're going to get lauded as the the next big thing and you're the, oh my God, talent of the league and you're getting signature shoes from Jordan, how about you win a playoff series first? Is that an unfair statement, Adam? I'm going to have to go against you on this. He's just, you know, there's only, we've seen it with Harden, right? And I think, I think Doncic has, is a little bit, 
I think he's right there at almost at the peak of what Harden was when he was kind of a transcendent single star, you know, on, on the team, you know, Not around yet. 20. But, Not yet. but there, there are so few, there's still so few players that are really good enough with a somewhat lackluster roster to, to just win a series on their own. And, and Doncic, you know, even though he didn't do it, he was close two times. You know, he scared the hell out of the Clippers. And maybe that's just the Clippers being the Clippers, you know, and just, you know, but. Um, yeah, but come on, man. Like, that that's the too much of the mentality going around right now, in my opinion, in professional sports. Like, I get what you're saying, but that's why I'm putting it the way I'm putting it, is if you want to be the the superstar, right? You can't put Don. Doncic is not on Harden's level for what. Harden has accomplished in this league individually. He's not there yet. I of disagree course. with you on that. No, of course not. But I think um, kind of thinking about his age, you know, that his sure. age and kind of, yeah, like, sure. Yeah. But get out of the first round. Like, win a playoff series, and then I can look at you and I can be like, you know what? Yeah, you are that good. Because right now, all your, you know what he is right now to me? He's a better version of Carmelo Anthony. Like, he can put up the numbers, but where is the team's success? And it's not like Dallas, it's not like they're putting nothing around him in Dallas. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr., nice players. They gave him Chris Tapps Porzingis. Uh, like they're giving him enough pieces right now. If the playoffs started today, where, are the, where are we looking at Dallas? And I don't want to spend too much time talking about Dallas. Yeah, exactly. It's not a, I think they're, they're playing Utah and I'd pick them against Utah, you know, but, uh, ooh, ooh, you would. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I, don't, I don't believe in Utah, but I don't know. Yeah, about I, and I agree. We don't we don't talk too much about this. Is not a Dallas Mavericks pot, you know, podcast. But I, I would say, you know, like you know, they they beat the Nets tonight. They 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 beat Boston. They they've yeah, shown. Yeah. I think Dinwiddie's been a really kind of great addition for them. And and in that three guard lineup with Brunson, mm-hmm. I, th- I I really like Brunson. I, I, honestly, like that's the kind of point guard we need. Like that, you know, I, that's a guy worth twenty million. Kevin Porter Jr. is not worth twenty million to me. I don't. I don't disagree with you. I think that's a. I think that's a great question. I think you bring up a, a great point. Watching these games, man, like I love Kevin Porter Jr. But you were in on this early. You and I were both in on this. I think a lot earlier than a lot of other people were. He's a good basketball player. He's not a great basketball player. KPJ isn't. Like he reminds me a lot of Katino Mobley. You know, like Katino Mobley was a good player in this league for a long time, but he was never a game changer. Like, would I pay to have Jalen Brunson be the next point guard of this team? You're damn right I would. But you've got a cheap owner who wanted to take the easy road when Harden was here, didn't do every single thing necessary to win. I feel like if you're listening to this show right now and you're on Spotify Green Room. Throw this in the chat. I feel like we've given Tillman Fertitta way too much of a pass this year. Way too much of a pass. Yeah, I think we've given a, a lot of them, uh, you know, Stone, Fertitta, Silas, way too much of a pass. Katino yeah. Mobley, like, Katino Mobley play? played his role. He, he he played the off guard. You know, he wasn't dominating the ball, you know? Like, he he let Steve Francis cook, and he still got his points efficiently. You know, it's – it's just it's it's too much hit and miss, you know. It's too much one out of three games. You know, Kevin Porter, you know, Junior gets 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 uh you know he gets his stats, but he really doesn't have an impact, you know, you know, 
except like, you know, 25% of the time in terms of really impacting winning and kind of controlling the pace of the game and kind of making the right decisions. It's either, you know, he's making his shots and he's getting his own or he's not really making his shots and he's done a better job of kind of incorporating his teammates. But so when when Mobley was in the league at 24 and how old is Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. is 21. That's that's so hard. You know, you can't, it's hard to pass judgments. That's why it's hard for me to kind of really truly a, make a, a fair assessment on kind of what Doncic is, you know, Doncic is what, 22, 23. Like it, it's, you know, we don't, you know, Giannis didn't win a championship his first five years in the, in the league, you know, and you know, they, he was a loser until, until he wasn't, you know, so well, it, that, that's fair. I, I give you that. I, I, but for me, and this may, Adam, this may be fair. It may be not fair. I'm a results driven fan. You know what I mean by that? Like, for me, it's yes, you 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 come into the season with an understanding, right? Of the Rockets were not going to win a championship this year. But Jalen Green in the first half of this year sucked for the most part. He just he wasn't a good basketball player. Is he that fair? Be, he wasn't he wasn't being uh, he wasn't being assisted. They weren't facilitating his sure. success, you know, and that that's the that's one of the biggest problems, you know, when you draft somebody number two overall. And he's obviously got some pressure on him. A lot of the pressure he put on himself. Yeah. But by and, and some of that pressure, he's a good player. That's yeah, my question. That's my, that's my point. Yeah. And the thing about he, now is it's obviously a lot different. He's showing us like, hey, I can play. Well, okay, I'm happy. That's all I wanted out of Jalen Green. If I'm, Dal- if I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan, right, what is your expectations with the Mavericks team this year. What do you expect? Like, what's a, a realistic expectation as a Mavericks fan? They could, you know, get to the second round and push push a really good team to six or seven. Okay, I, I think that's fair. And to me, if they did that, I would look at Luca. I'd be like, you know what? You lived up to expectations thus far, in my opinion, with him and his performance being in the league. He has not lived up to the expectations that people have for him i would agree with you if they can make it into a second round series with a really good uh let's say golden state right and they take golden state to six or seven i'm like all right you had a good year if they don't then people start to question it let's bring it back here to the rockets yeah christian wood has had by his standards i think a decent year but the writing is on the wall with what christian wood is you saw it tonight he's not going to help you beat a team with a dominant big man in the middle. Yeah, this is where Silas's loyalty goes. And by really the way, neither far. is Shangun. I'm going to throw that out there. I like Shangun a lot. Defensively, more, he's awful. Yeah, I've been more tepid on on Shangun. I I you know, he he Yeah, but but you know, for for like Christian Wood, we will never get more than a middle first round pick for him. It doesn't matter if next year he starts out putting up 20 and 15, nobody's going to believe in that guy. You know, like his, whatever people think of him has already been established in the league. And that's why I don't understand 
kind of the minutes allocation towards the end of the year. I don't understand any of these decisions. And a lot of this is just like a Jeddah mind trick by Silas, you know, and just trying to get us to like, you know, trust, you know, it's like trust in the, you know, you know, trust the process type of stuff. And it's like, I don't know what your process is to trust it. You know, we're just told to believe in you because a couple of, you know, superstars have vouched for you from your previous, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't see, I don't see it. KPJ and Jalen Green, I have seen enough to know that they don't complement each other well on a team. You know, like they, they, when they're both get, get their points, they're not, it doesn't contribute. I haven't seen enough of it to say that, you know, yeah, when, when KPJ and Jalen Green both get 20, we're going to win that game or we're going to be close in that game. More, more times than not, I've seen it be the attempt. Yeah. And so like my kind of final kind of, Tangential point. I, I was at. I was at. You know, I had a close-up seats for kind of Celtics and and uh, and Detroit a little while ago. You know, you know, and and I was watching. You know, literally kind of 10, 15 feet from from Cade Cunningham. And I've seen all the kind of assessments of him versus Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green could do what Cade Cunningham is doing. You see how Jalen Green kind of navigates the pick and roll. He, he gets to his spot at the you know the the kind of corner corner kind of uh, free throw line extended, you know, rises up for, for a shot. I I think he could, I would love to see him get 30 points as actual kind of lead ball handler on this team down the, down the, down the, they're like pigeonholing him in, in this, in this off guard position. And I don't, I just don't trust in KPJ as a lead point guard going forward. And I think you have to got to expand Jalen's kind of capabilities. And, and the best way to do that is to get a minutes at a lead point guard position. You know, it's just, I've seen enough of KPJ. I I believe in him as an NBA player. I believe in him as a sixth man, possible kind of six man of the year go, you know, in, you know, in two, three years down the line, but I don't want that guy as my point guard of the future. I don't see that in him, you know, and, and, and you said it about Garrison Matthews. Why is he still getting minutes when if he's not putting up 10 shots a game, you know, and, you know, seven threes and, and, and hitting him at a fair clip, he shouldn't be starting and he shouldn't be getting more than 15 minutes a game. It's just, it, and, and I, and say what, you, you know, it's just all of this stuff they, it's hard for me to make assessment on all these players. Like Usman Garuba, I, I've, I'm, I've kind of admittedly been really low on this guy just kind of from seeing what he is on tape previously and kind of summer league and it's limited action. So it's hard to assess, but if they're not even playing them one minute, you know, like they don't, I, it's hard for me to say that the, the coaching staff believes in them. You know, if they don't believe in them and they see him every day, why should I believe in them? You know, it's like, I don't, I, there's so many things I don't get that it's just, it's kind of mind numbing to me, you know? Well, I also don't understand, as I'm watching the game tonight, why is Bruno Fernando not playing? Like, he only had, what, the best game of his career, and now you're not – you barely play him in, what, the game Sunday? Yeah, you didn't play him in the game on Sunday. You didn't play him in uh, tonight's game. I'm like, what are you doing? I, I heard what a rumor. It? I had a rumor that they're trying to like, you know, hold down his value so they, they only have to pay him, you know, 250,000 next. I'm making, I'm making a joke. I'm making yeah. a joke, but like, it's like, there's no reason not to play that dude. Like this, this no front reason. office, this front office and this ownership group is not that smart. Don't give them that much credit. No, no, I'm making, I'm, making a joke. Is, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. There, oh, sure. No sure. Reason, I got you. No I got you. Whatsoever. That makes sense. That makes sense. No, but I'm like on a serious note, and, and Sean, good friend of the show, Sean Kane, 
you know, made a comment a couple of shows ago that I'm a lot more fun after a win. That's true. I, I think, I, but I think that's fair for anybody, right? Tonight, starting tonight, I'm going to try and be as energetic and as fun even after the losses. But I'm just going to phrase the way I say negative things in a different manner, I guess, is what I'm going to try and do. Like, I'll, the one takeaway I have that doesn't get talked about enough on this show over the past two seasons is I would give anything for Tillman Fertitta to sell this team. I would give anything. Because I don't like Tillman Fertitta. I don't trust Tillman Fertitta. I think he's a snake. I think he's a cheap SOB. I think he'll do anything for a dollar from his fan base, but doesn't give back to the fan base. If that makes sense, Adam. Yeah. You know, I, like you, know. you go inside the stadium and you're paying $140 for a jersey for a team that has 17 wins. Are you kidding me? You know, things like that. I just, I think he's fake and I think he's one of the three worst owners in the NBA. And I would put him up there in the city of Houston tied for worst owner with Cal McNair. I think they're equally as bad and dysfunctional. Yeah, I mean, on a on a limited, you know, obviously he hasn't owned the team very long, but from what you know, from what he has, if I'm giving him a fair assessment, he does. He looks like a guy, a billionaire that enjoys owning a basketball team and enjoys kind of having kind of you know synergy across his businesses, being able to advertise Landry's, you know, right yeah. next to the Rockets logo and all this other stuff. But you know, like, but and, you know what good he, owners don't do. Good owners don't care about that. You know what Steve Ballmer doesn't care about? That. You know what Mark Cuban doesn't care about? That. Yeah. They care about winning. You know who tries to synergize all their businesses together? James Dolan for the Knicks. And James Dolan will never accomplish anything because he's a terrible owner. Yeah. And that's why watching this team right now, it's just infuriating. You know, on a, on a mostly every game basis, like you're just watching this and I'm like, Silas sucks. Like I tried to talk myself into Silas, you know, during that nice little run that they have. And I think that he was only playing a majority of those young guys because he had to, you know, like he's still playing Christian Wood. He's still playing, you know, Gordon when he's healthy. Yeah. Daryl Morey in the midst of that seven game win streak, he would, he would have, he would have traded Christian Wood for two first round picks. Like there's, there, you know, like there's some, some kind of assessment that you just got to be cutthroat uh, at some point and just like have being able to make good decisions, even against your, your heart, even when someone for Tita was, at, you know, when the Rockets were at their best, you know, um, under for Tita's watch a little bit too buddy, buddy with Harden and wanting to be his friend. And that probably led to, kind of acquiescing to trading for Westbrook, you know, there, there is a lot of decision. There's, there's, there's kind of good and the good and bad of Fertitta both kind of ends up in bad results ultimately, you know, from what I've seen so far, but it's, it's, you know, maybe he falls into just kind of Jalen green, just, you know, having a huge breakout season and being a borderline all-star next year. And, you know, us kind of lucking into a free, you know, a free agent pick and kind of Paolo or, or Chet, you know, just being 
great. And basically we win in spite of Fertitta, you know, the same way that we won in spite of Mikhail all those years ago when we won in spite of, you know, yeah, like, there's, but, there's so but much you, can't, you can't use that Mikhail example because Mikhail sucked too. He didn't know we won in spite of him. He wasn't a good coach. Like, yeah, right, like well, I'm sorry. Sorry. You did. Say, no, sorry. What I meant to say was they never won anything. Right. And the thing is, everybody who loves Morey, like, would I have a beer with Daryl Morey? Yes, I absolutely would. I think he's an awesome. He's somebody that I would love to sit down and have a meal with. Would you consider him a great general manager? No. You personally? No. Yeah, because he's never done anything of significance. And that's, that's the, that's the bridge that I have to cross with people. Because when I say that somebody has never done anything of significance in the league, what I'm talking about is what have you won? Like individual awards to me are, is the most overrated aspect of sports today. Whether it's, you know, the, the participation trophy method that a lot of leagues have now taken up across, you know, the, you know, the states where I grew up in a generation where if my team didn't come in first, I didn't necessarily get a trophy. Too bad. So sad. Go get better. You know, and that's what I judge. That's why I watch sports, Adam, is what what have you what have you done for me lately in the win loss column? Like, yeah, the Rockets got to the Western Conference Finals. I was in the building for those games. Were those games incredible getting to go with my dad to all those games? Yeah, the, the atmosphere was incredible. But anybody that says that that Rockets team won something is a liar because they didn't win anything. They got close to winning what ultimately every team should aspire to win. But if if you win an MVP, that's great. That's awesome. Individually, you succeeded to the highest level you can get to. But if your team gets out in the second round of the playoffs, you as an organization failed that season. I don't look at teams like the Rockets. I don't look at individual accolades and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, if Jalen Green makes the All-NBA rookie first team, awesome. Good for him. But don't expect me to throw some sort of parade for this Rockets team because Jalen Green made the first team rookie team. Of course not. Of you course know what not. I mean? And yeah, that's, no. I don't feel like there's enough of a commitment right now, today, at 9.44 p.m. on a Wednesday. There's not enough of a commitment from this front office to go do every single thing possible to help this team win. So let me let me uh, let me ask. So I, I agree. Maury wasn't great, but you have to be good to get to great. And right now we're not we don't at any level of the organization. We're not good. And so like I put it in like a like a, a coin, a coin toss, you know, 50 50 proposition. We don't have if we rank the coaches in the league where we have a top, we have a bottom five coach in the league right now. If you look at, you know, in terms of our kind of general manager, he's not proven, you know. So in terms of kind of all of the kind of, you know, general managers in the league, probably top, you know, bottom 10 and, you know, ownership has proven to be, you know, not very good. And the roster is very, very young. So basically, like to to be good in that sense, if you don't have an experienced, you know, proven coach or a proven general manager or mixing in a couple of proven winners that are veterans in your in your system, 
it's, you know, like you're, you're asking basically to win the lottery. You know, you're basically trying to say, I need to, I need to bet on heads, you know, four times in a row. That's, that's possible, but it's not, it's not probable. And that's where we are with the rocks. You know, this, this team, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be great, but how would, you know, what, what do you think Dan Tony would have done with this offense this year? It wouldn't be what Silas has done, right? <laughs> I bet you under Dan Tony, Jalen Green would be rookie of the year, right? Can we, can we say that? Yeah. yeah I mean, I think, I think he'd, he'd be, he'd be vying for it, right? Instead I, I of, think, yeah, I think we're on the same page. I think it's what you just described is the fact that you have a bottom five owner in the league, a bottom five coach, a bottom five GM and a bottom three roster. So what are you going to do? So we, we have the best me, G league team in the league. You know, this is the best G league team. <laughs> like, yeah, but if you, but, but you just, brought the I'm talent a joke, but yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, for sure. Like you look at the G league and you're like, yeah, cool. But now you've brought those guys up. Deshaun Nix. Is he a nice player? Is he a nice story? I don't know. Cause they haven't given yeah, him a shot. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, he played, he played 12 minutes tonight. He was 0 of three from the field and he had a point. You know, and for as much credit as people want to give Raphael Stone for the NBA draft hall from this past year, is Shangoon going to be a monster at this level? It remains to be seen. He's terrible defensively and he had five points tonight. Like now, did he have that nice move on JaVel McGee where he dropped JaVel McGee, threw it off the backboard and finished it at the rim? Yes. Are there a lot of guys in the league that can make that move? No. But you get Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green is a star. I think Josh Christopher is going to turn out to be a really, really good bench guy. Eventually Garuba is a nothing. And for me, individually, personally, the verdict is out on Shangun. That's not a, that's not an incredible haul. Like, and outside of that, what has Raphael Stone outside of Jay Sean Tate done to impress you with this roster? So this, this is what I'll say. You know, this is more so maybe about the coaching than the gen. You know, it's hard, it's hard to really assess kind of year one, year 1.5 of Stone. It hasn't been extremely promising you know like you know there's things i would have done differently but sure in assessing this team like i i think about it this way if you if you drop jay sean tate on the nets he'd be averaging 13 points off the bench and people would be acting like you know this guy he deserves 13 million a year you know if you drop josh christopher on a really good kind of championship contending team he would be a revelation for them if you drop if you drop kevin martin you know but we're not getting commensurate kind of results out of this team. And that's coaching to me. That's coaching, you know? Well, I think it's, I think it's coaching. Yes. I totally agree with you. I've said it since the beginning of the year that I feel like the, the coaching staff, even outside of Silas, I mean, Silas, Silas is not very good. Sean makes a really good point that big guys do take time to develop. I totally agree with that. Um, but again, and whether this is fair or not, like from what I've seen from Shangun thus far, I like parts of his game. I do not like him defensively. I, I think he is a liability defensively against any of the dominant big men in the league. And that's problems because I don't think he's going to get better. You know, 
Like to me, he, he will get he will get better. But the problem is, we kind of know what his peak is, and that's the problem when you when it, if you have a, a year one, year two player, and you know what their peak is. If if Shingun is is you know shooting thirty five percent from three, I can see him being a fifteen and eight guy on you know in in thirty minutes a game, and that's that's a pretty good player, you know. But can he you know can he get to thirty five, possibly thirty eight percent from three? That's hard to do, you know, but he doesn't, you know, I don't, you know, quickness, you know, you don't gain quickness. You don't gain athleticism, you know, as you stay in the league, you know, so this is the best. This is, this is to me, the peak athleticism and the, you know, he can move his feet better. He can be better on defense, but he's never going to kind of, you know, be a, a, a great, you know, chase down, block, you know, being, you know, chasing, chasing down blocks and things of that nature. So we, we kind of know what his peak is. So like, that's why, that's where all this Jokic stuff needs to kind of stop, you know, like it needs to never have even started, you know, but. Well, but, Jokic, Jokic is a monster. I actually disagree with you here because I don't think we know what Shingun is. I think the thing about him is, I guess I'll put this out there. When was the last time the Rockets had a dominant power forward? Not a center. Who was the last dominant power forward that the Rockets employed? You think about that real quick. Scola, and that he wasn't even dominant. He was. He basically should have made an All Star team one year when he averaged 19 points a game before they traded him away. But um, you know, he he, you know he was a good complement to Yao, but not dominant, right? Like, but that's that's my point. Yeah, is the Rockets are in such desperate need. And Shane says Dwight in his first year. Dwight Howard is not a power forward, Shane. Come on, man. Come on. I'm talking about guys like, um, let me let me see. Julius Randle, like guys like that. Look at look at the look at the Suns have a guy like Mikel Bridges. Look at a guy like a Jabari Smith. Look at a guy like a Paolo Boncaro coming out of Duke. I don't think it's fair to assess what. To be fair to Christian Wood, I don't, I want to know what Christian Wood looks like with a dominant power forward, not another center, you know, cause I don't, I wouldn't call Shangoon a center, like per se. It's tough. Like it's almost like he's positionless. Benny asked, could y'all see Shangoon being another Sabonis? Ah, I mean, I think Sabonis is a damn good ball player. I think Sabonis is a better rebounder. Um, you know, like that fit there also never made sense in Indiana. That's why they traded Sabonis because Turner and Sabonis are two similar type of guys. Well, ba- basketball is a game of inches, and when you lack, when you lack kind of elite or even kind of average, you know, he's, he's he's average athleticism for a big man. You know, and, and his his kind of his kind of mental kind of makeup kind of makes up for some of that stuff, but he's six foot nine and three quarters, I think. Right. Like a guy like yo, you know, Joakim Noah, he was six eleven. you know, like there, there's some, there's, there's a different, like I would feel differently if, you know, Shingun was seven feet, you know, like Jokic gets a lot of utility out of being two inches taller, three inches taller, you know? And, and so with Shingun at six, nine, He's a power forward. And when you go down to power forward, that means you got to be even quicker. And he's definitely not, if he's barely quick enough to guard these centers, you know, and be in, be kind of usable there. He's not, you know, it's not a good option at, at power forward. And then you're going to, you need an elite, you know, center, you know, to, to back him up. And that's not 
what we have in the draft other than possibly Chet, but that's kind of hit or miss for me. A, a funny thing that I thought about recently with like Christian Wood, Christian Wood's comp to me is Maurice Maurice Taylor from the Rockets back in the day. You know, I love I, I love me some Mo Taylor. We we you love what he should be doing, you know, but like the three point, you know, being a shooter never materialized, even though kind of the stroke looked good, you know, like he he reminds me of just Maurice Taylor. Maurice Taylor, he'd always get his fifteen and eight, you know, but it never looked really great. And you know, Yao and kind of other team other teammates had to kind of you know help him along, but he never had that killer instinct. He never was, you know, he never, you know, won matchups against against even near elite players and just it was all potential. And Christian Wood is all potential to me, you know, and and I think and eventually you can't you can't make a, a case for potential when you're 26, 27, because if you haven't shown it at that at that age, you're not going to show it. This is his peak, you know, and that's why they they messed up by not getting rid of him, but not trading him earlier. That's why well, I, I, I still think he's tradable. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's not tradable. I think, dude, I'm, I, I am beyond fascinated. We'll wrap the show up here in a few minutes. Um, it, it'll be fascinating what they do in the draft because if they get the number one pick, I don't, I can't tell you. I know what I would do, but if I'm the Rockets, I have no idea what. I have no idea what they're thinking, I guess is the best way to put it. Can I tell like, you? What I, I think I have a sense of what they're thinking. This is, this is, who, kind who of do you, if they get the number one pick, who do you think they take? Well, that, that's, that's the whole thing. I, I don't, I don't even think they want the number one pick. I think Stone, I think the Rockets would be okay with the number two pick because they don't want to make that choice. They don't want to be on the hook. Loser, loser mentality. Th- that's what I fear with like, you know, like I, I think they'll be like, okay, you got, you, you know, like, but for me, I, I, I want Bancaro. And I, and I think Bancaro, his stock has, has kind of gone down a little bit from the beginning of the year. But I think Coach K has just coached a terrible season. You know, that Duke team has so much talent. And for them to lose games and not utilize their team as they should and not put the ball in Bancaro's hands, that's a lot on Coach K. And Coach K hasn't been a good year for the last four or five years. He's been, you know, he's been resting. He's been kind of, you know, you know, living I, off past. I past will say court. this. Yeah, I will say this real quick. I think you're going to see an entirely different Duke team in the tournament. Like they are going to feast through AJ Griffin and Paolo Boncaro in the tournament. That's how. That's how I feel. Like that, that's who they're going to go through in the tournament. It's not. It would not be shocking if they get to the Sweet 16 and then get knocked out. I think Boncaro is going to have an incredible tournament, though. I think he's going to be one of the three best players in the tournament. I wouldn't doubt it. They, they have the most talented team to me in in, in college basketball. No, they, 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 no, 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 no. On no, paper, no, 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 no. on paper, on paper. Over, they, over they Gonzaga? No. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Arizona, Arizona, Gonzaga. Not nah. the way they played, but you know, like the if you if you think about like having three top 15 players in the draft on your roster. Like that's what they got, you know, that's fair. Possibly four first round picks. Like you should be, you know, you should go to the final four with that, with that roster, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Adam, it's always a pleasure, my man. All right. Thanks a lot. Have me. All right, brother. This has been another episode of SB nations, the dream shakes, the dream take podcast. Thank y'all so much for joining me here on a, uh, hump day, uh, rockets 
game, losing to the Suns, 129-112. Jeremy Brenner will be live with you here on Friday. I have the night off as the University of Houston will be playing the UAB Blazers Friday night in the NCAA men's tournament. Uh, So we will be back live here on Spotify Green Room Friday night after the Indiana Pacers game. Once again, this has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. Make sure to check out The Dream Take on Twitter at The Dream Take. Check out The Dream Shake on Twitter at Dream Shake SBN. Follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, at Jeremy Brenner. And once again, you can follow me at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Sean says combo live coverage of the U of H game. Uh, potentially, uh, maybe check in from whatever sports bar we are watching the game at, Sean. Definite possibility. Whose house? Coach house, baby! Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MB. On Facebook, search The Dream Shake to follow and like The Dream Shake. Uh, head on over to thedreamshake.com every day that ends in Y for all things Houston Rockets, for all of our content from all of our incredible riders. Until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets!